Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the BB Show. I'm here joined by my uh, all-time co-host, Chen. We're here for Wildcard Weekend Preview. We've got a special episode to bring for you guys. we got a lot on the table today. We're deb- debuting some new segments. We're going to do our regular season award show, along with some added, uh, a new segment. We're going to call it Superlatives. We'll bring this back from time to time, but uh, you guys will see. It'll be fun. Uh, then we're also going to obviously do our Wildcard Weekend picks, as well as our Fantasy Frenzy Draft, as those season-long contests start to come down to the wire but to start us off and i will recap um, of our preseason award picks before we jump mm. in uh before we jump into our our awards here so preseason christian your mvp was josh allen and i will now give you the floor to name your mvp of the regular season i'm so glad you kept the picks because as easy as it would for me to just die on that hill because Josh Allen has a case. I don't think he's going to get it. Hmm. And the, the, the reason being is not only was Mahomes better statistically, um, I think a lot of people, people's votes, people are really going to look at, you know, game to game, Josh Allen, there's been times this year, it, it's been a little rough. And when I say a little rough, it's relative to like, in terms of the, the the measure he gets marked, like as an elite quarterback, like he didn't have like a four or five turnover game, nothing disastrous. But I believe he had like 15 picks on the year. He was up there in terms of leaders interceptions, and Mahomes was not was not there. I think in terms of like leaders of you know turnovers was Josh Allen, Dak, and Derek Carr, but. Uh, Mahomes not only has had a more efficient season, he's actually done a lot more with less, which in years past, it was like, well, he's, he's got Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey. And this year, it was a whole new receiver room. They even added Kadarius Tony, who has been playing a lot of a lot of snaps, and he was traded six or seven weeks into the season. So there's been a lot of changes. Running backs are Jarek McKinnon and Isaiah Pachero. Um and actually, both have been playing well. But you you get the idea. Yeah. In terms of, like, Buffalo, it's like, well, that team, they got, you know, get defense. Um, more of the same, but, like, I would definitely say Diggs is a better receiver than anything they have. I know Holmes has got Kelsey. Um, and, and, again, I, I could see the case for Josh Allen. Uh, I just think it's, like, kind of 1A and 1B, and I think Mahomes edges him out. But I, I'm open to – hearing the other side of this yeah or maybe you yeah. had somebody else man no i i do have josh allen um and and i let the record show that my preseason mvp was uh actually lamar jackson um which i thought was, he was healthy he was maybe. If he was healthy maybe but uh I, i'll make the case for josh allen based on this and everything i'm about to say honestly applies to mahomes in the exact same light but uh, I just feel like Josh Allen carries – I mean, he's the Bills, like, if that makes sense. Like, uh, he is their run game. He is their pass game. He is their offense. There is no in-between. Whereas Patrick Mahomes is not carrying the rushing load that Josh Allen does. And for me, that's the difference. I think when you have two elite passers, the best two in the game, uh, would I be surprised if Mahomes got the award? Not at all, man. I actually, if I was predicting based on Vegas odds, who I think would get it this year, uh, yeah, I'd probably put my money on Mahomes. But my MVP is Josh Allen, um, just simply because he's the reason why they're good at all. You put anybody else in that offense and that team wins significantly less games, including Mahomes, in my opinion, including Mahomes. 
Um, that is an interesting take. And if you put Allen on the Chiefs, they're probably pretty close to the same, if you ask me. Uh, but that's a, you know, well, it's not a conversation for another day because we're having it right now. But that's why Josh Allen's my MVP. Uh, but I do, I, like I said, I think Mahomes is going to win it. Uh, the turnover, I, I can't argue that. that he does have more turnovers. I'd have to pull up the numbers. But, uh, yeah, Allen does. He has thrown a couple more picks that it, that had a little little uncharacteristic uh, interceptions this year from Josh Allen from time to time. Uncharacteristic in terms of last year. When he came into the league, it was kind of a problem because he's got that big arm. He, he does like to take shots, but so does Mahomes. So it's like, again, both these guys are so phenomenal. I'm not trying to knock either of them. Um, and really my last thing with, with Mahomes is they can run the ball when they need to, but in the same breath, there's been moments this year it's like, oh, they, they don't need to run the ball. Like, especially with the Chiefs play design, they do these little, like, you know, quick pitches, you know, Kelsey or whoever comes in motion, and that's a pass. But, like, come on. When, when you're just basically yeah. flipping it to Kadarius Tony and he goes 20 yards, they run the ball in a completely different way than a lot of teams. Um, and, yeah, I'm not really going to push too back. I'm push back too much on this. I think ultimately it may just come down to um, the, the seeding as well. The Chiefs got that by. But in the same breath, it's like, well, the Bills missed one of their games. Uh, I mean, yeah. I know that yeah, holds a whole a lot of weight. Yeah, the Bills are two and the Chiefs are one. So, like, I don't think that really makes a whole lot of difference in my eyes either. But I know people are going to bring it up. Um, but, yeah, next, next award, are we – Offensive player of the year? Is that where uh, you yeah. want to go? We can, we, we can go offensive player of the year. I'm going to be interested to see what you have to say. I will let you know that uh, your preseason prediction was actually also Josh Allen for this one. Uh, you had him that, that is funny. MVP and offensive player of the year. Um, so uh, your what is your post-regular season prediction for offensive player of the year? Yeah. Uh... So it's who I had slotted in was Justin Jefferson. Um, I know a lot of people will kind of look at the MVP award as like a quarterback award. That That's fair. I also would say, though, like in terms of valuable player, um, I think Mahomes off the Chiefs, like they're just going to go for the number one pick at, at that point. Maybe a little bit better, but um, – Offensive player of the year, Justin Jefferson, well, before the Packer game, was really close to breaking records, man. And I got to give, you know, tip my hat to that. Um, It was more closer than I would have liked. Like, like he still gets the nod, but I actually could see, you know, a quarterback in this spot. Just due to the fact that he didn't, I thought he was going to go for 2000. I really was. Yeah. I, I thought yeah. he was going to get there. He still had a phenomenal season. I'm not going to take it away. Um, But yeah, in terms of like offensive output, um, I, I think Justin Jefferson was the guy. Tyreek Hill had a case until he kind of got hurt in the quarterback situation, but interested to hear your thoughts. Uh, my I'm co-signing it. My pick is still Justin Jefferson, despite the slow finish. Uh, I don't think there's another clear answer. I mean, this you are right yeah. that this has turned into the non-quarterback MVP. So I'd be shocked if they were to give this to Mahomes or Allen, who doesn't win the yeah. MVP. 
I think that would be dumb because then you're like gatekeeping two awards from people based on position. Um, yeah. So at least, you know, look, I would have loved if he had gotten to 2000 yards, I would have loved to make the case for him for MVP. Cause I'm not a, I don't like the MVP being a quarterback only award. We've talked about this. I think it's dumb. Who's the most valuable right. player in football, right? Who brings the most to their team? Uh, but he didn't get the 2K. So I, I think that, that, you know, if Cooper Cup wasn't going to win it, uh, Jefferson with his numbers this year isn't going to win it. So with that being said, he's still my offensive player of the year. By far the best offensive season. It was him and Hill for a while. Um, I did have Diggs in the preseason. So um, I think Diggs finished like the wide receiver three or four. So not mm. an awful prediction, but I, I think that this one probably goes to Jefferson. I'd be shocked if it doesn't. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah. Um, Defensively? That, yeah, defensive player of the year. Um, so preseason, we both had Micah Parsons. Um, and I have changed my opinion on this one. Um, I am going to go with Nick Bosa. I think that he statistically has made the jump ahead of Parsons. I wish I had the sack numbers in front of me. Poor preparation on my part. But uh, he's had a better season. And I think this is the popular – I think he's the front runner. Um but I'd be interested to see if you have anything different. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As much as but that I But that means, I he's, that means it's the right pick, right? Like that, that, that it is. Right and some of these is kind of indisputable, right? Like, you look at like both the sack numbers, his fact that he's on the number one defense. He's got every really case in the world. Um, I think if someone really wanted to make a case for somebody out of Philly, as a team, they had 70 sacks this year. And I, oh, okay, this is a crazy stat. But of those 70 sacks, 54 came on four or less man pressures. Like wow. three to four guys were rushing the passer. I know they run a four three, so I'm probably 99% of those was a four man rush. But like they were getting pressure without blitzing. Um, I guarantee that was a team thing. I don't think any really individual guy had far and away numbers like Bosa did, but I'm just saying like Rasan Reddick, Fletcher Cox, somebody had the sack numbers. One of those guys could make a case, but yeah, you're on the number one unit in the league uh, stat wise and just what Bosa does. I mean, that, that guy's a monster. So no pushback for me on that one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so that takes us to Coach of the Year. Um, this one's a little interesting. This might get interesting. I'm interested to see how you ha- who you have. Your Coach of the Year in the preseason was Mike McDaniels. <laughs> I, I, I want to stick with it. I, I do. The only reason I had to flip it was because they finished 9-8. and eight. And really, that, that back half of the season, uh, you can only gauge so much. It was like, ice cold. You know, who the quarter- <laughs> yeah, it was it was bad. The, the quarterbacks were in and out of the lineup. And so I'm not going to take the award away from the guy. When his, when his starting quarterback was healthy, they lost one game. And honestly, I, I was questionable about the Nick Sirianni hire initially, um, especially from like interviews and reports. I thought he was an idiot. And he's turned out to be, in my eyes, coach of the year. I mean, it, it did any of us going into this season, did any of us even pick Philly to make the playoffs? I know I didn't. I actually I, I'm had, just come. I, I had Philly winning the division. The you did. Yeah, I did. It's written down like in the I, spreadsheet if you want me to show you. I was about to go through I'm pretty sure I had Cowboys. Did I not? Uh, you did, yeah. 
you did. That's which they won a lot of games. Again, so no, and I'm a bad pick, but I just did not expect Philly to go. I don't know, fourteen. I also three, picked like Indy that. to win the AFC South. So and uh, go to the Super Bowl. So okay, yeah. well you, you didn't have to <laughs> shoot yourself like that in front of the camera. All right, like you know, I mean, hey, it's all there. I mean, you guys can go. Yeah, like you, you, yeah, you got you got the wit, man. All right, like that's the fact you you picked Phil. That's I I said my hat because honestly. I know they made playoffs last year. I was really expecting like some improvement, but not a crazy amount. I didn't think this was going to be the team to beat record-wise in the NFL. So So, I I got to give him that award. I'm actually going to stick with my preseason choice for coach of the year. Um, I was teetering between him and Sirianni. I had Sirianni written down, but since you're going to go Sirianni, I'm going to go a different way in order to – I was 50-50, so I feel great about this. Uh, at the beginning of the season, I picked Doug Peterson as coach of the year. And uh, I think he's still pretty worthy of that award, man. Um, I, I, I so wouldn't too. be shocked if he gets it, given the fact that the Eagles kind of teetered out to end the season. I think Sirianni's going to get it for the reason you said his quarterback was healthy. They lost one game. Um, but 14-3 uh, and three is not astounding in the fact that, like, oh, we have to give it to this guy. Um, and a one-year hmm. turnaround, win the division after the Urban Meyer disaster. Uh, that's worthy of the award in my eyes. So Doug Peterson of the Jacksonville Jaguars, that's uh, one of the few that I have remaining from the preseason um, uh-huh. as one of my picks. Yeah, and honorable mention to the uh, New York coaches, Brian Dable and Robert Sala. I love both of them. Um, but the Doug Peterson pick, I I would say that that is actually very close too because of the fact that the Jaguars have been a poverty franchise that – can usually yeah. hold on to a coach for like two or three years max. And I think Doug Peterson honestly might have found a long-term gig here. I don't I think if he goes, Trevor Lawrence goes. Like it's it's gonna be cool to watch the Jags kind of develop over the next couple of years. Um but rookies, is that where we're at yeah. now? I know yeah. there's comeback players yeah. and stuff like that, yes. but rookies, offensive man. rookie of the year. Um our picks I had Drake London. And you had Chris Olave. Um, two solid picks at the start of the year. I, I don't think yeah. they're going to win it, but I'm interested to no. see where you go with this because I think that there's a case to be made for somebody that I don't think will win the award. I have my pick, but even if I'm interested to see what you say here. So who's your offensive rookie of the year? I, I had him on two of my four fantasy teams, and the fact that he became relevant as a rookie, um, I, I got to give that to Garrett Wilson. Yeah, especially considering your quarterbacks were quite literally dog water the entire year. He went through three. All of, actually, the guy who probably the best game. Nah, debatable between Mike White and Joe Flacco. I think Mike White actually probably had his best game last year, but Joe Flacco against the Browns was incredible. Um, don't know why, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really random in terms of what he had to deal with quarterback wise, but. The fact as a rookie, you can come in and establish yourself with that kind of turmoil. He's going to be very good for a long time. And I think he definitely uh, earns that award in my book. Yeah. Um, Garrett Wilson is my choice. I do have a runner up that I will mention, um, but to go a okay. thousand yards with uh, that quarterback situation, that group, I mean, it's Zach bad. Wilson, Joe Flacco, and Mike White. Uh, he's QB proof, you know, a thousand yard season with those guys, give him anybody. He might be pushing the Jenna's numbers, right? So yeah. uh, Garrett yeah. Wilson, I think he's the offensive rookie of the year. However, 
depending on how things play out, man, uh, I think there could be a case to be made for Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. Which would be very, very interesting. Um, but I just don't know if he can win the award over Garrett Wilson because he doesn't have a full season. Does that make sense? Like, he's oh, got totally X amount sense. of games, and if you play the whole year like this, he might be bona fide, right, rookie year. But for right now, I got to lean Garrett Wilson. But uh, who's your defensive rookie of the year? Because uh, we both picked Aiden Hutchinson uh, way back when in September. And uh, I'll say, I'll he's not my pick. So No, he, he is not my pick. And, um, well, real quick, because I'm going to answer this question, but another obscure stat that I was defined with, like, this Brock Purdy stuff. Um, I think he's, like, oh, crap. I don't know the exact number now. I do know, though, it was like seven or eight consecutive games with two or more passing touchdowns. Wow. Yeah, and I feel like that gets underlooked, like, a, a lot. The, the, the view of the hey, 49ers. Man. Hey, man, I thought about we're, – we're prepping for Fantasy Frenzy. I thought about it, man. I, I, I thought about, about it. it. It's just a guy, like, the, the whole narrative I hear all the time, and even, like, ESPN – well, 49ers will be good. You know, we'll see what Brock Purdy can do. But it's not that hard to throw the ball five yards. No, I get they have a great core in terms of CMC, Debo, and Kittle. That's, like, as good as it gets for a running back, wide receiver, tight end trio. But he's still making the right plays. And they are yeah. more than five-yard throws. And he's not missing. I mean, <laughs> go watch Zach Wilson throw a football, yeah. man. We just named exactly. him out as Kara exactly. Wilson, right? Yeah. Like, like, you can tell when a guy is – dealing and wheeling and Brock Purdy he's he's not missing his throws I mean he's getting the ball where it needs to be played um but no defensive rookie of the year you know paying back to that a lot of these picks yeah I know we love to do disparity I'm gonna be shocked if he didn't take sauce Gardner okay 54 yards allowed in man coverage this year 54 for the entire year go look it up it is a stat even when he goes against the elite receivers, this guy is quite literally a like weighted, heated blanket. Like he's smothering you. You're going nowhere. Um, I, I can't. He, he honestly has like an, a defensive player of the year, all pro case. Like, like is then been that solid. I, I really think he's a large part of why the Jets were successful, along with great coaching, overall defensive play. But man, he, he has been lights out. And it is very hard to play corner in this league, especially coming in as a rookie. They basically just got Terrell Rebus 2.0. Uh, yeah, I have Sauce Garden, um, and, <laughs> and you've talked me into this. Uh, but I, in the, I don't know if they're going to give both of these to the Jets players. <laughs> you know, if you it sounds weird, rookies, but they kind of earned it. Yeah, they, they did. Earned, that was an uh, amazing class. The guy that I'm still teetering back and forth on, maybe – maybe getting it is uh, Pat Sertan, the second. Um, he, he was in a rookie. He's, what? He's drafted in. He's a rookie, man. Dude, dude. Well, that'll decide it for me. Um, Pat Sertan draft class. Yeah, 2021. Oh, yeah. I'm dumb. <laughs> 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 That's all good. That's it settles it. It settles yeah, it. No, he was he was uh, I'd say all pro corners. It's like Pat Sertan and like yeah, Sauce Gardner kind of like nudging him, but 
Yeah, I didn't pick him because uh, well, it's, this isn't the Ben Simmons award. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is embarrassing. Can't miss. Right. A, yeah, can't play a season. Can't and read. Miss it and be a rookie. Yeah, I can't read. No, no um, yeah, oh, Sauce Gardner. Then not even close. Uh, comeback player of the year. That brings us here. Uh, you had Saquon Barkley in the preseason, and I had Christian McCaffrey. Oh, 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 oh. I'm glad I called that. I'm actually <laughs> glad I called that. Yeah. Um, I wish I would have called it my fantasy picks because I actually stayed away from Saquon because <laughs> I was scared of how he burned me. But yeah, that that that's gonna hold for me, man. I mean, me he, too. It, it just because he's a running back, I think he just kind of fell off towards the end of the year because they were using him so much. I do think actually Daniel Jones is playing a little better as of late, though, to alleviate some of that, hopefully for the playoffs. But yeah, he he was phenomenal as well. I'm not going to push Saquon is my comeback player of the year. I know he had Christian McCaffrey in the preseason, but, um, and that's still a decent pick, but close. Saquon has reminded us why he is a, what the the rare uh, generational running back talent. If that makes sense, man, I got, I got a running back actually proved to be worth a top five pick. Um, But I do have a question. Did you do most improved player? Mm Or is that you did? Okay. Because uh, we did not do it in the preseason. So, um, but who's your most improved player? Um, 2022? I, Geno Smith. I mean, anytime you go from a backup to a Pro Bowl quarterback, and even before that backup, like he was just, he didn't write back. We say this all the time. But like <laughs> he was written off. Like the Jets picked him in the second round because there was even doubt. And then all those doubts kind of proved true. Because he was with the Jets, who at that point were such a dysfunctional franchise. And look, he, he just had a career year. He balled out. He needs to get recognized for it. Yeah, I, uh, I'm glad we went different here. Um, I was teetering between two guys. Um, and, and honestly, Gino didn't even come to mind. Um, interesting. Yeah, yeah, he was right which away is, from me. Which is very interesting. Um, I ended up settling. And this is crazy to me. But... I ended up setting on settling on Danny Dimes. Okay, uh, that's very good too. Last he has five interceptions on the year, by far his best of his career. Last year he had seven. He's shown consistent improvement every single season. However, last year he threw seven interceptions, had ten touchdowns, and this year with absolutely no receiving help, he threw fifteen touchdowns, five interceptions. Uh, not that many touchdowns, but. 3, Rushing numbers too, though. Yeah, 3,200 yards, 67% completion percentage. And to take care of the football with those receivers is brutal. The biggest piece of improvement from last year, though, his QBR last year, 41.5. This year, 60.7, a career high. His uh, passer rating went up nearly 10 points. Um, he was still getting pressured and sacked almost just as much as every other year, but didn't turn the ball over as much. So right. he's my most improved player, man, and I think they need to roll with him. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. We can talk more about that in the offseason, but I do want to mention the other guy I did teeter back and forth with uh, was Justin Fields, who has turned into an absolute superstar, in my opinion. And we will, in the coming weeks, uh, have the discourse over why, for some reason, there are people in the media suggesting the Bears should take Bryce Young with their first overall pick. I was just about, I, like, I, quick <laughs> – <laughs> quick like off script like detour like i was even talking about this friend at work today there's no way 
as no, a NFL GM, not. you do they're that. Not. They're not doing it. Like, and honestly, I even told him, he was like, can you believe this? And I'm like, dude, there's no way it's not just a blowing smoke thing. Like, there's no way it's not the, the Bears trying to improve their leverage and being like, yeah, we might get I don't even know. Young. I don't Texans, even think it's Colts the Bears that up. are saying that. I, don't, I think it's literally just random. Ryan Poles, left it, he, Ryan Poles left the door open. He did. They did I, well, I did not read that as that. I that's that was my that was my what did, takeaway. Well, what did he say? Some, what was the? Quote? He said if so, he's like you know like we have our guy and Justin yada yada, but like we're gonna do our due diligence. Like nothing's off the table with the number one pick. And so, like essentially, that's that, like that to me riding is him fields, leveraging him. But, is him leveraging that? But what the media exactly. is saying is there are actual people on television and Twitter. And TikTok suggesting this is the best choice, and to that I say I think your plat- plat- platform should be revoked because it's absolutely. And I actually think take. Fields is a better prospect. <laughs> yeah, that might be a hot take. No, I no, he's not. <laughs> Why would you, you say it's not a hot take, played? bro? But like, look, like people they're are not young. Look, 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 like, let's pump the let's pump the brakes. We, me and you both know they're not going to do that. And if they do. As a Packers not, man. fan, uh, it would be the most hilarious thing I've ever seen out of the Bears. And I would believe oh. our friend Jake would agree. Uh, but that'll be oh, all. We'd all be laughing, man. We can talk we more would about all this. Be... We yeah, can talk more no. about it come the offseason. But uh, let's uh, let's move on to um, our superlatives. So basically, it's a new segment. I picked this up off of, uh, I don't know where I got that. It might have been TikTok. But um, this idea. We come up with awards. We make them up. It's like senior superlatives at the back of your yearbook, right? We hand them out. We could floors wide open. Um, yes. So I'll give you the floor first. I've got about eight or nine. Might not do. I'll say you can so. start. I know you want. Okay. Put, you have more, so I'd like you to go first. Okay. Okay. Just for alternation. Um, well, I'm going to start it off easy. I'm just going to go with my favorite favorite moment of the year. One of my favorites. Many mm. to choose from. Many to choose from. Uh, but I think the one that I saw circling Twitter the most was that primetime game when Andy Dalton threw that pick six and that there was that gif of him like ripping off his chin strap while the Cardinals players like front flipping into the end zone right behind him. Just a perfect yeah. camera shot. And to that, I say to the cameraman, the camera shot alone was enough. One of my favorite moments of the year. So I gave it the award, my favorite play of the year. Justin nice. Jefferson's catch also up there, but, uh, this made me laugh more because it's the Red Rocket. So, yeah, yeah, no, shout yeah. out to that cameraman. Yeah. Um, my first award on the list is the Bill O'Brien Award, and uh, that is going to be for the worst trade of the season. For those needing historical context, <laughs> Bill O'Brien traded a uh, bag of chips and a soda pop with a washed-up fantasy superstar for DeAndre Hopkins. Um. <laughs> Don't know why you just give away DeAndre Hopkins like that. It's but, about to happen again, but you know. Yeah, and you know what? Hopefully, uh, it's gonna be so funny. If Cardinals get more compensation with an older DeAndre Hopkins. But anyway, <laughs> I, I I digress. Uh, worst trade was by far the Broncos this season trading for Russell Wilson. Yeah. Um, my hot take is it's actually gonna look a little bit better for them next year, given they kind of ironed some things out, but. The expectations were monumental. They even signed the guy to a huge extension before he played a game. And until week 17, Russell Wilson literally had more toilets in his house than touchdowns. (laughs) So considering 
they gave up their pick this year, which is going to be really high now. I believe like four or five. It's up there. Uh, The Seahawks fleeced them, which is crazy because at the time it didn't actually even feel that way. It kind of still felt like the Broncos might have won it. But that is by far my worst trade uh, of the uh, 2022 NFL season. That's, uh, That's a pretty good one. That's a pretty good one. Uh, I would like to present the uh, Le'Veon Bell Award. Um, oh, that no. that being somebody who <laughs> royally screws up their uh, situation um, to Devontae Adams um, for absolutely mm. screwing himself <laughs> over uh, by just having an ego and thinking he can, you know, thinking he's in the NBA when it comes to uh, player empowerment and choosing where he can play because that's not how the NFL works. And he wanted to play buddy buddy with his college buddy who just, uh, you know tweeted out today a thank you letter to Raider Nation. So uh, congrats, Devontae Adams, on the Love Bell Award. Yeah, and uh, wow, doesn't get much worse than that. Numbers-wise, he was great. But Yes, uh, yeah, he did get his if numbers. If you wanted man, anything more than that, he ain't winning a championship anytime soon. Yeah, yeah, that's really the bright spot is you're in Vegas and your numbers didn't technically suffer. But yeah, no championship is in sight. Ah, uh, next award I got, sticking with the running back for the name, is the Justin Forsett Award. <laughs> and that? a lot of people are like, what is this? Justin Forsett was a career backup with the Seahawks, the Jags, and probably teams I don't even remember. <laughs> yeah. But in like 2016, bro ran for 1,000 yards with the Ravens during the Joe Flacco days. Had like, you made a Pro Bowl that year. And no one acknowledged it the next year. I believe he got hurt <laughs> and then was out of the league. Like everyone just <laughs> forgot this guy kind of popped off and he never got a chance to do it again. Um, so essentially what it is, is honoring the underrated players of the NFL. And it may not be as underrated as of late, but definitely during the season, given his consistency, I'm going to give us Christian Kirk. Um, he's mm. got 1100 yards on the year. Eight touchdowns, best his career season. And in terms of what the Jaguars have had at wide receiver one, I think the best guy to do something close to that might have been back in like Jimmy Smith era and even like wow. Justin Blackman for a stretch. But uh, Christian Kirk has solidified himself as wide receiver one. And I know right away if this was the reverse, like he had a bad season, everyone would be all over it because he signed a four-year $84 million deal that at the time, everyone was like, well, this is a wide receiver two, made borderline three, and you're giving him wide receiver one money. But he's established himself as a wide receiver one in an offense that is getting better week to week. And they're one of the hottest teams in the AFC. And I still feel like people sleep on him. when This guy's a dog, and he's still young. Like, he's only going to get better from here. So solid, he gets the award. Justin Forsett Award. Yeah, solid award. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Christian Kirk, for your contributions. Um, so I have another award, <laughs> but I'm going to save that one. And uh, I'm going to present the best touchdown celebration award sponsored by Randy Moss and Joe Buck. So nice. if you understand that. Uh, yeah. That's a disgusting um, act. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm going to present it. This actually just happened to Joe Mixon and the Bengals offense for doing a coin flip in the end zone after the NFL said that uh, a coin flip would decide if they won their division or not, given that they lost their week 18 game against the Ravens. So uh, congrats to Joe Mixon for the uh, best touchdown celebration sponsored by Randy Moss and Joe Buck of work. It's fascinating and uh, <laughs> lovely. The historical, you know, the, the names, the the backstory is what really makes these <laughs> sports, right? Next up, the Josh Rosen Award. Oh, gosh. And <laughs> this is going to be a QB that, I mean, and why Josh Rosen gets the title. He I already know who this is going to. In his first season. Do you? Do you? I think you think you have an idea. Because there were some names, all right? It's not Baker Mayfield. That's not who I thought was – that's not who I was thinking. It's not Mitchell Trubisky. Also not who I was thinking of. <laughs> okay. I put down Marcus Mariota. Oh! I thought you were going to give it because to Wilson. Great guess, but I think just because it's the Jets, they're going to give him a shot this year. They did, come out, they did come out and say that we still believe in him. Right. Except. Just because he's young and it's the Jets – He's going to get an opportunity. I think Marcus Mariota, you are borderline insane. If you go into the season and are like, we're going to give this guy a starting shot. Um, the Falcons were winning games with him, yes, but his numbers were not the reason they were winning. His play, not the reason they were winning. Um, even people were like, at one point, and it was a primetime Thursday night game against Panthers. Did he make the worst throw that didn't count in NFL history? Like he was like falling down, just threw it up in the air. They got lucky. There was like a rushing pass or oh, whatever. Um, and, and just his age and what he provides. I mean, he's basically what Jeff Driscoll did for the Texans. It's like you bring him in on gadget plays or whatever, but his running ability is what's good. He's just a, a tall running back uh, at this point. So I don't think any team – Gives him a starting shot, he'll just get lucky if somebody gets hurt. That's uh, that's a solid award choice, you know. I, I, I you've made the case, and hey, I hey, I, nobody I tops agree. Josh Rosen, man. <laughs> you start your last game in your first season as a 10th overall pick when you said there was nine mistakes made ahead of you. Oh, you know what, man? That's I award still, material. I still, there's a level he to might still Josh be able Rosen to play situation. I feel like he was extremely slighted. Um, by just absolutely Cardinals management did not give him any time to develop and I don't even yeah. think he was that bad that's the thing like when he was on the field it was kind of like ah, he's no. a rookie he wasn't like Zach Wilson was this year where it was just like appalling to watch him play football right like he, he was you know I'm not saying he was great but he was not like this Ryan Leaf Jamarcus Russell type bust that uh the Cardinals management made him out to see but I'm gonna keep it moving and I'm gonna present the uh Hindenburg award um, so for those of you who don't know, the Hindenburg was a bullion that uh, exploded. So um, I'm I'm giving this award to uh, somebody who has gone somewhere and completely blown up everything that was uh, happening before they arrived there. So congrats to Josh McDaniels for completely blowing up the Raiders organization uh, and shattering wow. it into pieces of what it once was. And uh, I, I look forward to seeing how next year plays out for Mr. Josh McDaniels and the rest of the Raider organization. I can't even argue with that, man. <laughs> you go to a team that's a playoff team and you add Devontae Adams, you're supposed to be an offensive guy and you guys still stink. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> get much worse than that. Quarterback's going to be gone. 
Uh, brutal, brutal beat. Next up, uh, the Monty Ball Award, which <laughs> for those that don't play fantasy, there's something that just, I don't know why, it's been posted in my head every time I go and draft. But when I was doing a Yahoo League with my friends back in the day, it was like the year Monty Ball, like after he got drafted, we he all was on that he was, Peyton yeah. Manning. Yeah, he was the eighth or seventh overall player and did nothing that year and then was out of the league the next season. So it doesn't get much worse than that, especially for Dynasty League owners. Uh, but giving, I picked this guy, well, even worse. Spent most of my money on this guy because we had an auction draft for our dynasty league. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, take take a seat. You know, I'll throw wow. you the award. Uh, I know if you get up and try and run and come get it, you might get hurt. Um, I, I just, and this might be some just personal bias, but how they went so far backwards, and part of it was him just not producing. I just don't understand. A, a wow. guy that young didn't have an injury history really before this year. Sucks, man. But yeah, considering he was a consensus number one overall pick and like his best game this year, he might add seven or eight, 17 or 18 points. Um, yeah, still mad. And he can take that award. Najee uh, Harris, Monty also Ball. a solid contender for this one. That's true. At least he at least he stayed through the season. Like he was available yeah. and yeah, that's off true. towards the end. Like Jonathan Taylor did nothing. Man. So all right, I, I got an award that uh, similar vein, uh, <laughs> but I would like to present the Terrell Priority. Um, and th- this award goes to the best single season fantasy or single game fantasy performance from the most random player possible. So um, what this constitutes is somebody who goes off for absolutely no reason and never does it again. I would like to present the Tyrell Pry Award to week three, Khalil Herbert, who went, (laughs) as I read this, for 30.9 points, finished as the RB1, had 20 rushes for 157 yards and two touchdowns with two catches and another 12 yards for a combined total of 30 points, like I said, finishing as the RB1. He never once again finished higher than the RB15, and he only finished higher than the RB20 two more times after that for the rest of the season. So the biggest one-hit wonder possible um, is Week 3 Khalil Herbert. And for those of you who don't know, Harrell Pryor did this too uh, way back when. He randomly went off. I don't even think he scored that many points, but it was more like a one. Oh, he had like a 95-yard touchdown run. I remember I streamed him because Rodgers was on by back in the day. Um, Wow. Yeah, great pick. Even as a receiver, he had a random 1,000-yard season with the Browns. but Just a random player who would do random things. Yeah. Worthy of an award name. Uber talented, yeah. The consistency was not there. Uh, my last word I got is the Leon Lett Award. And for those historical people out there, you probably already know where this is going. But uh, Leon Lett is famous for really two plays. Um, the Dolphins fiasco, I believe it was on Thanksgiving Day, where the Cowboys blocked kick and he decided to try and pick it up in a winter snowstorm. <laughs> You can imagine how that goes coming from a defensive lineman trying to scoop a ball up in that kind of weather. 
And then in the Super Bowl, on the biggest stage with like 60, 70, I think it was like in terms of the return for him, right? It was like 50 yards. And he got hawked down by shout out to Coach Don. Yeah, Pete, you know, penguins can't fly, ostriches can't fly, pigs can't fly. He can fly. Uh, all right. <laughs> um, he hawked him down from like the the 15 yard line. Like it was absurd and really a great effort play. But Leon Lett was the bonehead for stopping his run like 10 yards when you are a defensive lineman. Like, know your role. Don't stick the ball out like your prime time. And he fumbled the ball away. So, bonehead play. Uh, and this really does, you know, he fumbled the game away. Uh, Jacoby Myers decided to just chuck the ball when the game was tied, I might yeah, add. Yeah, we all knew that. Back one. to his quarterback. Which, for those that didn't see the play, go look it up. Uh, I'm sure you did if you watched any football this year. And it cost them the ding game and honestly a playoff spot. Because if they win that game, they're in the playoffs right now. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah, so, that's, uh, uh, that's very doesn't true. get more boneheaded than that. Yeah, that's very true. I also did a Leon Lett Award, um, but I have a different winner. Um, my Leon Lett Award winner is Josh Allen and his center for fumbling oh. the snap. When all they had to do was take a knee to win the game. Um, So while I think Jacoby Myers is probably a better pick, uh, let's not forget that they fumbled the the game away when they were taking the game. So, um, yeah. I have a couple more awards. I've got, uh, let me count, uh, two more, actually. So, um, or three more. This one's really quick, but uh, I would like to award the Tank for Tua Award to the Chicago Bears. Um, they're the best team. They successfully pulled off one of the better tanks in history. They have the most cap space and the number one pick. Um, and an honorary mention, you know, honorary thank you to former coach Lovey Smith for that one. Um, I also nice. would like to present uh, the Brett Favre Award sponsored by the New York Jets uh, to Aaron Rodgers and Brian Gunkis because uh, history is about to repeat itself. So um, just like Favre got ran that down and went to the Jets, uh, Rodgers might do actually just that because the Jets are in the market for a quarterback and that's all they need, but we'll see. Unreal. And my final award, I don't know how we didn't think of this, but uh, the best gritty of the year award. So um, <laughs> we had to do this. Uh, the gritty is taking over just like the dad did way back in the day. But, um, and this is, I just want to clarify, this is me making fun of this player, but Jair Alexander in week 17 decided. Wasn't Mike Kisaki. All right. No, no, yeah. it wasn't Mike Kisaki. That would have been the worst gritty. Jael Alexander mm. uh, grittied all over Justin Jefferson uh, like three minutes into the first quarter after breaking up one pass. <laughs> and it made no sense at all whatsoever and was rather embarrassing um, to watch. So Jael Alexander, Mike Kosicki, honorable mention. That was, um, you know, that I, I would, I, I don't know if I can give him best gritty award just based on the product. At least Jair like was a decent. Oh, it it was gritty (laughs) in terms of the context. So early in the game against Justin Jefferson, who kind of like, I'll say made it famous, but did it a lot (laughs) since he's been in the NFL. And I do Uh, want to clarify, I am making fun of Jair for doing this in the first quarter because it was stupid. (laughs) It's classic DB, man. Yeah. I I saw it was 45 to seven and a uh, TCU defender broke up the pass. And he was like, it's like, you are down 38 points, my guy. <laughs> oh, jeez. Good so, stuff. Yeah. 
yeah, that was a fun segment. We're, we're gonna have to do that again. Um, maybe come NBA will definitely yeah, have to come the over. NBA. That was can't wait for those. <laughs> um, so that takes us to our fantasy frenzy for this week, wildcard week. So we want to clarify the rules with you guys and where we're at in this standings. Actually, I forgot. We're going to rewind really quick, guys, and uh, recap our division winner picks from the beginning of the year. So um, to start out, who do you think you predicted to win the NFC North at the start of the year? Packers. Yes, we both picked the Packers. Uh, We both lost that pick. Um, How about the NFC South? Buccaneers. We both picked the Buccaneers. We did. Um, as for the NFC East, uh, we already went over this. I picked Philly. I You picked Dallas, so I got that one right and you didn't. Um, mm-hmm. NFC West, do you recall who you picked? Was it the Cardinals or is the Rams? You did. The Rams. You did pick the Rams. and I That's did, a miss. I did pick San Francisco. I did. So... I got out to an early lead, but uh, the AFC North, uh, I talked about this a lot all year. I had the Ravens, um, and you did have Cincinnati. Um, and then we both missed on the AFC South because Tennessee did not win because um, I had mm. Indy and you had Tennessee. And then the AFC West, this is it's not my worst pick. I could have picked Denver. Uh, I picked the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I picked the Raiders, and we. I remember this discussion, man. We were just like we were like, dude, anybody could win this. This is insane. This this division's gonna be stacked. Yeah, we were. <laughs> oh man, man how oh, the man. mighty fall. Yeah, man, oh man. But you did pick KC, so solid pick there. And then we both did okay. have Buffalo winning the AFC East. So we both went four for four and four. So four for eight on division picks. So interesting that we tied nice. again. Um, but as for frenzy, before we move on. Uh, I am five and nine currently. To tie it out at nine and nine, I would have to win the Super Bowl. I know we did miss a couple weeks in there, so um, next year will be obviously a little bit different. But I would have to win every week. But the real contest of fantasy frenzy is the total score. I'm currently at seventeen hundred and ninety-five points, and you're at eighteen hundred and sixty. So it's very doable to make this comeback. And we have altered the rules a little bit for the playoffs. So previously in the regular season, any player who was drafted. Uh, the week prior could not be drafted the, for two consecutive weeks. That is no longer the case in the playoffs due to the limited pool selection of players. However, the previous loser still does get the first overall pick the following week, and uh, every player will be available every week, um, given the fact that we are just eliminating players based on it being the playoffs. So mm. with that being said, I do have the first overall pick, and uh, I, I have made my decision here. I think I I, this is this is this is a very the strategy is going to get very interesting here down the stretch. But I'm going to go with Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I think he's the best running back available. I think he's the clear cut RB one this week, and I can't see any higher position premium than him. Yeah, let's say uh, in terms of position premium, that's valid point. Um, I'm really debating. I'm going to go with Eckler with some bias. Uh, I was really debating kind of, you know, just hedging, going with the receiver kind of. But I'll kind of do a little back and forth here. I'll go with Austin Eckler. I'll get him as the RB1. He really came in clutch in one of my fantasy championships. Um, so I'll keep riding with him. Solid, solid pick. Eckler had him on my list. Um, I'm going to follow that up 
I feel like this is a pretty obvious pick, but I'm going to follow up with Justin Jefferson. Um, slow start mm-hmm. to the week, but uh, he's going to be just getting spoon-fed against the Giants' uh, medium-tier secondary. So, But if the Vikings are going to win, he's going to get the ball. So, Justin Jefferson. All right. All right. No, no, no. That's a solid pick. Really, oh, man. There's still a lot of talent on board. I think that's what makes this kind of interesting. It does. Uh, I, I'm going to go with Stefan Diggs. He's going to keep copycatting. Uh, that's, I mean, they pretty much got traded for each other. Granted, Justin Jefferson's definitely had a better year. But, you know, just hoping game flow wise, uh, Diggs gets something better. I, I don't really know, though. I, I could really, the Vikings are probably going to need to pass a lot. That's going to be a close game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to follow that up with Jamar Chase. Um, big stage, Joe Shiesty. Uh, he's been having good games. Um, and Jamar Chase is his number one guy, right? And Jamar Chase about this time last year erupted throughout the end of the regular season and the playoffs. And I, I think history is going to repeat itself. So uh, in a division matchup, I'm t- I guess the team runs a lot of man coverage too. Uh, Jamar Chase. Mm. So this is why I'm going to go different. No Saquon Barkley. I'm going to cap out my running backs here. Um, I don't love Vikings defense. I don't think the Vikings fans even love their defense. And he should be due for a decent day. Even if they're throwing, it's not like Danny Dimes is anybody else to throw to. Uh, so, yeah, take Saquon Barkley here. Solid pick. Uh, I'm going to follow it up. This is a little bit of a risky play, but I feel like he – uh, on the big stage, has always produced, um, but he's going to have a rough quarterback situation, but I don't think we're going to get a chance to use him after this week. Uh, I'm going Tyreek Hill um, for my flex spot here. Um, I just think he's too good not to to give you a chance to grab, so I, I know he could go he could go low, but uh, the, the eruption is there. If he goes off, I think I win the game. That, that's really, you know, that's how it usually okay. goes with Tyreek Hill. All right. Yeah. It's a good pick. It, it is a really good pick. But this is going to line me up for my curveball of yeah, oh curveball of the frenzy. Oh, I'm boy. New quarterback. Because personally, when I looked at the matchups this week, there's, well, first of all, I don't really actually really love quarterbacks in the wild card round right away. Um, I, I think it's the first playoff game. There's a lot of jitters. Like, first quarter, they usually don't even get a lot of points. But considering our conversation earlier, how this guy's literally their run game as well as their pass game. I'm going to take Josh Allen off the board. Yeah, uh, that's just, a that's a good pick, man. I, I, he was my QB1. Yeah, in playoff setting, um, he, he, there's not going to be a point where the Bills are going to take their foot off the gas. And I already grabbed Diggs here. So I'm basically just going all in, hoping Bills run away with this thing. Yeah, that's a, that's a good pick. Um all right, so I'm deciding on position here. I think I got to take my RB2 to uh, star view of players, but I don't quite know which matchup I like better. Um, so let me think about this out loud a little bit. Um, they're playing them, and they're playing them, division matchup. Um, got to take a risk here, go either way. I'm going to lean towards this because of who I think I'm going to end up taking at quarterback. Uh, I'm going to grab Dalvin Cook. Uh, you know, I, I really hate this pick. Actually, you know what? No, he's he's terrible. Um, I'm going to take Joe Mixon instead um, and, and ride with 
a guy who's been more produce, more productive, um, less of a handcuff like Alexander Madden, Madison, that sort of thing. But also Joe Mixon, uh, or sorry, Dalvin Cook has like scored like two points last week and multiple times this year. Um, and I just don't, I don't like him for fantasy. I really don't. I don't think they use him very well uh, anymore in this new offense. Um, so I, I'm going to go with Mixon. Interesting. Very interesting. I'm actually, as much as you just crapped all over him, man, uh, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I'm going to go with him in my flex spot. I don't love it because really everything you just listed. <laughs> but I, I also think, uh, you know, it, it's a playoff game. I'm hoping Kevin O'Connell's not an idiot. He's going to realize in order to beat this Giants team, especially the way they manage the clock, uh, the way they play football, y- you got to be able to run the ball as well. Uh, so go with Dalvin Cook. But yeah, yeah I really love it. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. I can understand that. I, I can understand that. Um, all right, I, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna, do, I, I don't know how this guy hasn't gone off the board yet. I'm taking George Kittle. He's just been an absolute terror ever since Purdy took over, and uh, I, I gotta grab him. You know, <laughs> that's the bottom line. Uh, it was between him and I'm, I'm assuming you're gonna take this other guy, but uh, back to you. Yeah, and I'm gonna hold off the tight end for now. I do want to solidify my wide receiver too, and get Keenan Allen, who actually had a very good game last week. Um, love it. He's Back and solidified as the wide receiver one. And with Mike Williams probably being out, this is going to get a lot more looks. So, yeah, really no justification beyond that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to grab my defense here. Um, and, and this is very interesting because there's there's few matchups that uh, I really, really like. Um, but the Bills going up against a third-string quarterback, I think he's too good to pass up. And that's why I'm taking him a little early. Uh, I'm not pressing it, though, because you already got your quarterback, so I'm not risking anything like that. Uh, so I'm going to take Buffalo's defense against Skylar Thompson and uh, division opponent. Nice, nice. No, yeah, it's definitely was on my list because um, that Dolphins could be in case of a disaster here. Things don't, uh, things don't work out. But tight end-wise, I'll just take P.J. Hawkinson off the board. That's uh, what I thought you'd take. Yeah, I just need the consistency. Even if Dalvin busts, I- I'd be kind of shocked if Hawkinson does. Um, he usually at least gets a couple looks game. So not a whole lot of thought behind yeah. that. Uh, I'm going to grab my kicker. This could be a little bit of a risk, but uh, he's known for hitting the big kicks all last postseason. Uh, kind of willed his team into the Super Bowl. I'm taking Evan McPherson, baby. Uh, I know he's had a little bit of a struggle this year, but uh, playoff time, I think he's I think he's got that clutch gene, and uh, he's going to matter for the Bengals, who I believe are going to go on another run. Yeah, Evan Money McPherson. Um, I got the 49ers defense. Number one unit in the NFL. Fair enough. Yeah, Seattle can be good, but they've been very bad against the 49ers. Oh, I was taking the Niners if it weren't for Skylar Thompson. That's, you know. (laughs) Fair take. Yeah. 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 Um, And then to close it out, you still got to grab your kicker, but uh, I'm taking Joe Shiesty. No hesitation. It was between him and Josh Allen. Uh, And in a big game against a division opponent, I mean, who do you want other in a big game other than, you know, Joe Cool, right? Like, very yeah. true. Very I am true. nervous about having three Bengals on my team, but that's what happens when there's only six games. So, oh yeah, no, it's gonna get even dicier. As we keep oh, it's going. gonna get really uh, dicey. <laughs> but oh, that next kicker swap. I'm already writing down who you're gonna put. Yeah, who am I gonna <laughs> take? No, 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 it's it's Grimpy. 
that's and Graham. Good night. Anyone that's watched the show, you know, what? What? Why is it so easy? Just receipts. All right, He's receipts. Money <laughs> receipts. <laughs> no Justin Tucker this week. Very, very interesting. Oh man, it's Graham Gano, man. I didn't even think about Justin Tucker actually. He could hit like Bro a hit sixty from sixty-three. Yeah, all right. Like if Gano can hit from sixty-three, eventually he'll catch Justin. Tucker. All right. All right, to close us out, all right, and I guess we, we could have done like a March Madness bracket for this, but uh, we're going to go game by game because that's what we've been doing all year long. Yeah. Um, picking the games one by one and tallying it up. And after 18 weeks of NFL games, we both have 160 correct picks and 111 wrong picks. I don't know the mathematical odds of that, but that is just truly astounding to me. Uh, but to kick us off, I'll go first. The first game that's going to be played on Wild Card Saturday, the Seahawks at 49ers. I am not thinking twice about this. I will be taking the team that's won 10 straight. I would assume you are as well. Yeah, I'm not going to think this one. Seattle's been really bad against the Niners this year. Um, sorry, but there may not be a whole lot of variance given it's the Wild Card round. Some of these higher seeds, I think 49ers would have had their way with anybody that got that seventh spot. That's very fair. Very fair. Um, I'll toss it to you for the next game on the docket. Chargers in Jacksonville. Good luck. This one is uh, I, in I, Jacksonville. I have so no typical for the Chargers to win, man, or, or to lose. Uh, but I also feel like every time I take the Jaguars, they lose. So it's really a. Uh, I don't even know. A lose-lose um, situation. <laughs> yeah, it is. Quite quite literally a lose-lose. Um, I think the Chargers lose this game. Uh, Brandon Staley's done. And, and not having Mike Williams there, it is going to hurt. And in fact, they really it was early in the season, yeah, but the Jaguars not playing their best ball, and they still blew them out in Los Angeles, which I understand is not. A huge advantage, but just given everything that's going for them, I'm going to take the Jags. I understand record-wise they're not there. Uh, I just think this this team is playing better than the Chargers as of late. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I'm not basing my pick off yours in any sense here. Um, I really wanted. I've been riding the Jaguars for a long time. I kind of wanted you to take the Chargers because I'm leaning Jaguars in this game. Um, but yeah. this is this is one I could see going either way because both teams are very hot. Um, but when it comes to these low uh, low division, you know, those division winners that weren't you know didn't have the best teams, uh, home field really matters in the playoffs. And uh, you know, Brandon Staley's just not that guy, pal. He's really not. And no. um, I, I gotta go with the, the, with T Law, man. He's been he's mm-hmm. been hot. And as much I'd love to see her prove the haters wrong, uh, I got I got I gotta go Jags. But uh, Dolphins at Bills, the next game um, on the docket. Um, I, I, I'm taking the Bills. I'm, I'm guessing you are as well. Yeah, sorry. I, I just don't love Skylar Thompson. <laughs> yeah, I, I love Mike McDaniel. I don't like Skylar Thompson. So. All right. So here's your chance. I'm on the I'm on the fence on this one. So uh, this might be the one that, that, that defers us, depending on who you pick for the week. Uh, but hmm. Giants are going into Minnesota, and this is Giants. everybody's favorite upset pick of the week. Giants. Um, and I know it's favorite, but um, no, I just don't think Vikings game flow-wise are going to hold up. I think they're going to get in the 
too many passing situations. It's going to get too predictable. And they're just going to run right down their throat. I don't know if the Giants win a game past this. I think their ball is really predictable, but it's predictable. Even like a lot of teams are predictable. The the Vikings are just not good against good teams. Plain plain and simple. And this this is a very good team. You know, Uh, go with the Giants. All right. You've uh, settled me. Uh, I'm going with the Vikings. Um, (laughs) And here's why. All right. Uh, This is going to be a close game. This will be the only time I pick the Vikings in the postseason. Um, But I just don't know if the Giants are there yet. I don't see them stopping Justin Jefferson in the slightest. Uh, The last time they played, I believe the Vikings didn't even have TJ Hawkinson yet. So No, they did because it was was on Thanksgiving and they only won because they had a 61-yard field goal. You're right. Okay, so wrong stat. But like it, but it's the 61 yard field goal still proves my point. The Vikings have been winning one possession games all year. And I know it's extremely hard to beat a team twice. And I rarely ever do this, but home field advantage in Minnesota. Uh, I would love to see them lose. This is almost like when I would take the Packers picks uh, and see them lose because uh, it's worth the sacrifice, man. So um, I'm going with the Vikings. I think they're going to win one close game in the playoffs. They're gonna. The fans are gonna celebrate. They're gonna be one game away from the NFC Championship. And you know what? I wouldn't even be mad if they went to the NFC Championship and then got blown out in Philly again. But um, besides okay. the point, uh, I think the Vikings can beat the Giants this week. And we're going one game at a time. I've explained close game. This is who I want. Yeah. No fair tag, man. Fair tag. And we got to differ at some point. We can't all be. You know, we got to make it. A little no, yeah, that's fair. That's um, very fair. Here's another one. I think I know who you're going to pick, but uh, Ravens going into Cincinnati. Uh, they just played. What do you got? Yeah, I just saw Lamar is probably going to be out as well. He in practice today. So, Bengals by 40. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think it's by 40. This is a division matchup. And, no, no, um, we've seen things like this before. You know, uh, this was actually what happened when the Bills set that comeback record way too long ago they literally played the oilers in week 17 at the time and came around playing again in the wild card and made that 20, 32 point comeback or whatever it was but um yeah. i i don't think that's happening um and you know what to be to be quite honest they also did it with a backup quarterback so maybe i'm predicting something here but uh and i don't oh, remember all of that but uh yeah uh i i don't know if the Bengals are going to go all the way again but i think they're going to I, it, I can't pick against Joe, Joe Cool in the playoffs until he proves me wrong, man. But that's the bottom line. So, uh, riding with the Bengals. I'm interested to see where you go here. The boys are going to Tampa. Final game of the year. The boys are going right back home. Yeah. I'm never going to bet against Tom Brady. Um, well, I mean, I might do the next week, but he is 7-0 against Cowboys in his career. Uh, yeah, I'm going to and it's the Cowboys. They played so bad last week and they played all their starters. Yeah, it was a division uh, game, but like it's not like Dak has been blowing the doors off. He tends to kind of sell in these close games, man. So I'm going uh, to roll as well. Um, I'm getting Beastquake vibes, uh, Mm. from this one. Um, but I'm also just seeing the path where Tom Brady does it again, man. Yeah, seeing the path. The road is there. Uh, However, I I want it to be said, man, you know, and I'm tempted to take the Cowboys. I really am because this Bucks team is not it. But you will not catch me making this Max Kellerman-esque mistake. So 
Uh, yeah. I don't care if he loses. I'm taking the Bucks, and I'm putting all my money, all my money, all my money on the Vikings this week. Um, in terms of the difference between Vegas, me and you, yeah. so that wraps up our show. Um, this was a fun one, superlatives award show. I'm interested to see how our awards shake out in a couple weeks when we get to the you know get to the real award show that the NFL puts on. But uh, yeah. yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Be sure to check us out on uh, YouTube. Instagram and TikTok, and uh, we'll be pushing more content out to you guys. And we will be back on uh, Sunday for our Wild Card Weekend Reaction Podcast. So, thanks again for listening, guys, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Take care.